the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast to pray as being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. Since this weekend is Resurrection Day weekend, we're ministering messages all week about Jesus Christ and what He did for me and you through His death, burial, and resurrection. We'll resume the messages on pathway to increase intimacy with God next week. But this week, I want to get you in the mindset of the awesome things that the Lord did for me and you on Good Friday and on Resurrection Day too. So come on, let's hear a message about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. What he did for you and me when he went to Calvary's tree to pay sin's debt in full for you and me. And then got up on Resurrection Day to set us totally free and offer a new life to you and me. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Pray as well as say, amen, amen, amen. Come on, get three, four, four, high five around you. Tell them it's time to be blessed up in the house of God today. Come on, get three, four, four, high five around you. And tell them to have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. And I'm telling you, y'all about to get blessed up in here, up in here, up in here, up in here, in Jesus' name. Praise God. How y'all doing today? So am I. Same Lord, same faith, same results in Jesus' name. If, and what we're going to be talking about today is death by design, part two. Death by design, part two. Part two. Yeah, we did part one on Good Friday. Praise God. If you were not here, make sure you get the message that we did for Good Friday. I'm telling you to be a tremendous blessing to you. In fact, Good Friday is one of the days that uh, we celebrate around here. Praise God. Because there are three awesome days in a Christian's life. Praise God. Three days that we get a chance to celebrate the life of Jesus Christ. Of course, the one that we already know about is Christmas. Praise God. Where we get a chance to be able to celebrate the birth of the Christ child. That's the day that he came into the world. Glory to the world. For, glory to the world. To the Lord. For the Lord has come. For the Lord has come. Well, he showed up. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Bless his name. He showed up. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He came and took him on flesh and dwelt amongst us. So we can be excited about it. Well, we celebrate that day because that was the day that a gift showed up for us. Praise God. Well, God gave a gift to us in the person of Jesus Christ. So we don't have no problem with that day. Another day is today, which is Resurrection Day. Praise God, which uh, the world calls Easter. We call it Resurrection Day because it's the day that he got back up. Praise God. So we know to celebrate that one too. So Christians know to show up on this day and do what it is that we ought to do. And that's giving the praise and the glory that's that's rightfully do his name and show up because we couldn't have showed up if he hadn't done the same. Praise God. But there's another day that we celebrate and that's called Good Friday. Praise God. Because that was the day that he gave his life for me and you. That was the day that he actually died on the cross for me and you. 
That was the day that he took the beatings, took the, the humiliation, and, and took the degradation for me and you. And so many of us, we show up on that day too. We understand because there couldn't be no resurrection without no, uh, uh, no crucifixion. Could do you no resurrection without no crucifixion. And that was when he went and paid the cost for me and you. So that's what a lot of us do is we show up on Good Friday, praise God. And I suggest that you, praise God, get the CD, a tape of that. And I guarantee you that you'll begin to understand, understand why you ought to be there on Good Friday too. That if you got a day that you work, if that's a day that you work, you'll take that day off. Because Jesus Christ took that day off to be able to show up for you. To be able to make sure that he did what he do. He didn't call in on that day. He showed up on that day and paid the price in full for me and you. Because that was the day that he got beat, praise God. And unlike, and, and no different than that time did it, does it occur in this time. Because at that time, the same disciples that he took care of, looked out for, protected, came through for, didn't show up at the cross for him on that day either. Only one of them did, John, praise God. John, his mama, and Mary Magdalene, those were the only ones that was there to be able to, to, to be seen what it is. The rest of them scattered. They went someplace else. Praise God. And it's the same thing that happens on Good Friday. Saints all over the world go someplace else. That's the day that the house of God's ought to be filled everywhere. Because what we can do is although he looked down from the cross and saw nobody else there, no disciples there, it's good that he can look down from heaven and see us there. So that we can, he can be able to understand that we understand what he did for me and you when he went to the cross. So to that day we talked about that and all the awesome things that he did for me and you on the cross. Get it, I tell you, to be a blessing to you. Today we're going to go into part two because there was more than that that Jesus did for me and you than what he did when he went to the cross for me and you. There was more than that. Turn to 1 Peter chapter 1, please. There was more than that. Because we found out God had a plan, one to redeem man. The Father's plan was to save mankind through Jesus Christ by him going to the cross for me and you. But going to the cross was part one. There was also going to be a part two. First Peter chapter 1, we can get, take a look at the plan and, and start with verse 18. It reads, For as much as ye know that ye were redeemed with corruptible, not redeemed with corruptible things, as silver and gold, from your vain, worthless, fruitless conversations, lifestyles, received by traditions from your daddies, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb, without blemish and without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundations of the world, but was manifested in these last times for you, who by him do believe in God that raised him up from the dead and gave him glory, that your faith and your hope might be in him. That's who our faith and our hope is in. We have a blessed hope that is in the Lord Jesus Christ and what it is he said he's, that he did for me and you in terms of redeeming us and allowing us to be with the Father forever, like it is that God always ordained it to be and it was supposed to be for me and you. When God created man, he had always intended to be able to spend eternity with man. But, of course, we know that man fell by way of what it is that Adam did and, that, and, and thereby got separated from God because God had told the original man, Adam, that if you partake of the tree that's in the middle of the Garden of Eden, then you shall surely die, which means ain't no doubt about it. That word die in the literal Hebrew is the word separate, which means that we, get get, we will be separated from God. And we did. And because we got separated from God, then all kind of horrible things started happening to us in our life as a result of being separated from God. Because when you got God in your life, you're a blessed person. When you got God operative in your life, you, you're a blessed person. And, and so, of course, man got separated from God. But that did not take God by surprise because we found out that God already knew ahead of time what was going to happen because God is omniscient which means he knows everything. 
And so because of that, even before there was a world at twirl, God had already set up a plan for every man, boy, woman, and girl in terms of what he would do in order to be able to bring them back to them and bring them back to him and reconnect them to him like they were supposed to. We found out that Good Friday was the fulfillment of the first part of the plan of God. That's to save mankind through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. But there was another part of the plan because included in the plan was that Jesus Christ was going to get back up. Praise God. Turn to Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. We're still looking at the plan that God had for me and you. That before the foundations of the world, God had already decided that he was going to redeem me and you through the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus, which never loses its power. Acts chapter 2. Verse 22. It says, ye men of Israel... Hear these words, Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs, which God did by him in the midst of you, as ye yourselves also know, him being delivered by the determined counsel of God. We found out he was delivered by the determined counsel of God. God had already predetermined to do this. That word counsel right there means purpose, that God had already purposed for this to be done. In order, Because he knew what needed to be done in order to be able to restore us back to him like he desired to. He said, him being delivered by the determined counsel of the, uh, and foreknowledge of God, ye, ye have taken and by wicked hands have slain, crucified and slain him, whom God have raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be holding of it. That's what I like. Praise God. It was not possible for him to be holding of it. Why? For David speaking concerning him, prophecy going on through David. I foresaw the Lord always before my face, for he is on my right hand, that I should not be moved. Therefore did my heart rejoice and my tongue was glad. Moreover, also my flesh shall rest in hope, because thou would not leave my soul in hell, neither would thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. Well, the holy one, of course, was Jesus Christ. Praise God. And he was the one that God did not allow to see corruption. He was the one that did not leave his soul in hell. He was the one that caused him to be able to get back up like he was supposed to because he was obedient to do what God told him to do and carry out the plan that God had in store for me and you. God was able to raise him back up to, again to the point that it would be recognized that, 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 that the devil couldn't hold him. Neither could he control him. Neither he could do anything with him because he had a power that it is that he could not deal with. Verse 24 says, when, whom God has raised up, Having loosed the pains of death. I like that. The word loose, loose right there means to loosen. Praise God. It also translates to break up, destroy, and dissolve. He broke up that which it is that the devil was using to hold him. He destroyed it in such a way as it could no longer hold him. And he dissolved it. Whereas it was once there, but it wasn't there after it is that Jesus Christ did what he did. Praise God. Because he, it wasn't possible for him to be holding of it. To be holding. That phrase be holding means to use strength. That is to seize or retain. He could not use strength on Jesus to be able to hold him. He could not retain him. He could not seize him. He could not grab hold of him and hold on to him. Eastside Detroit Virgin say he couldn't strong arm him. Praise God. He couldn't strong arm the Savior and he couldn't muscle the Almighty. Is anybody hearing me up in here? I like that version. Praise God. Eastside Detroit Virgin say to strong arm the Savior or to muscle the mighty. He couldn't, he couldn't muscle the almighty because that's why he's almighty, which means that he could not hold Jesus down. He could not hold Jesus in the death. And although Jesus gave up his life, he could not hold Jesus down because Jesus got back up. 
just like he said he would do. See, uh, part of the plan to come and restore man was not just for Jesus Christ to go to the cross, but there had to be a second part to it. Because more than one thing happened when man sinned. We're going to learn about it today. Because two things happened when man sinned. Not only did man uh, uh, sin and get separated from God, but man became beholden of death. Man became beholden of death. Whereas man would stay separated from God and be able to live a life and then live a death that was other than what God had intended for them to be able to live. But that's why his son he did give. Because through giving Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior to those who would believe, we would have to not perish but have everlasting life. Because John chapter 3 verse 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth on him, that believing is the key. That's what decides whether or not this will be appropriated into the life of you and me. That if we believe on him, then we won't perish but have everlasting life. We won't have to stay dead. We won't have to continue to live dead. We don't have to have death continue to hold us just like it couldn't hold him. Hallelujah. If you're born again, death can't hold you. Praise God. That's any manifestation of death that the devil try to bring at you. It can't hold you. Praise God. Because you are in the body of Christ. Let me not get ahead of myself. Praise God. See, the devil didn't have the strength to, to strong arm the, the, the Lord. He didn't have the strength to strong arm our Savior. He didn't have the muscle to tussle with the Almighty. Praise God. He didn't have it. He thought he did, but what he found out later on down the line that Jesus Christ laid his life down as a plan that God made in order to be able to do what God told him to do so that God could be able to save me and you. It was not possible for him to retain Jesus in the dead because of the fact that sin had been handled. And once sin had been handled, death can no longer hold us from that point forward. Turn over to Luke chapter 24, please. We're going to look at one of the accounts of the discovery of the, of the resurrection. One of the accounts of the discovery of the resurrection. Of course, the discovery of the resurrection is in all the accounts. Praise God, all four gospels give it. We're going to read the one out of Luke, the physician. Because, of course, he paid attention to details. And he included some details in it that's really good for us to see and understand. Devil couldn't hold the king of kings. Mm -mm, no, thought he could, thought he had, but he found out, no, he didn't. Luke chapter 24, we'll start reading at verse 1. It reads, now upon the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came unto the sepulcher, bringing the spices which they had prepared and certain others with them. And they found the stone rolled away from the sepulcher. And they entered in and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. And it came to pass as they were much perplexed thereabout. Behold, two men stood by them in shining, in shining garments. Those were angels. And as they were afraid and bowed down their face to the earth, they said unto them, Why seek ye the living among the dead? He is not here, but is risen. Remember how he spake unto you when he was yet in Galilee? saying the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and on the third day rise again. And they remembered his words and returned from the sepulcher and told all these things unto the eleven and to all the rest. And it was Mary Magdalene and Joanna and Mary, the mother of James, and other women 
that were with them, which told them these things unto the apostles. And their words seemed to them as idle tales, and they believed them not. Then arose Peter and ran unto the sepulcher, and stooping down, he beheld the linen clothes laid by themselves and departed, wondering in himself at, at that which was come to pass. Of course, he was wondering, like, what the heck is going on here? Because he knows Jesus Christ was put in the grave. He knows that Jesus Christ was doorknob dead when he put him up in that grave. He knows that he was through. Then where is he and what is going on in this situation? Well, Jesus was no longer in the grave because he had risen from the dead. Just like he said. He was risen from the dead. Just like he said. See, Jesus Christ did everything that he said that he would do exactly like he designed. It was designed for him to do. He said he did everything he was designed for him to do and everything that he said he would do. Because Jesus Christ had told his disciples and taught his disciples that I must give my life up for you. That I must go to the cross and die for you. That I must give my my life unto sinful men in order so that I can save you sinful men from yourselves and from the sins that it is that you're involved in. He had told them this many times before. What was happening now was the manifestation of what he had already told them before. Turn to John chapter 10, please. St. John chapter 10. They should have went to the to the grave, understanding he was going to get up and excited about him getting up. But they were perplexed about him getting up, which demonstrated once again that they never really believed what he said, even when he was walking with them. That although he was talking to them and telling them what was going to happen to him and why it is that he came to do what it is he do, they didn't understand completely what it is that happened to him. But that, but, but that was them. That's not me and you. Because we understand what happened. Praise God. I said we understand what happened. Praise God. We understand that Jesus Christ went to the cross for me and you and then got back up in three days, just like he told them he was going to do. St. John chapter 10, verse 17. Here we see what Jesus told them about what he was going to do. Verse 17, it says, therefore doth my father love me because I laid down my life that I might take it again. Notice he said, I'm going to lay it down and take it again. I like that because he was telling me, can't nobody take my life. I got to lay it down. And even after I lay it down, I'm going to pick it back up again. He said, no man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself, which means it was his own decision. I have power to lay it down and I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my father. See, he was doing this because he was commanded by his father to do it. This was the plan that was established before the foundation of the earth, that he would give up his life with a guarantee that he would pick it back up again, that he would give up his life and with a guarantee that he would live again. And he gave up his life in obedience to his father and did what it is he told him to do. And as a result of that, he had the power to be able to pick it back up just like he said he would do. See, when Jesus Christ laid down his life, he went to the cross as our substitute, as the Lamb of God, who would take away the sins of mankind. Remember, Jesus was the innocent who would pay the price for the, of the sins for the guilty because he went as our substitute. That's one of the things that we learned on this past Friday is that he went to the church. He went to the cross as our substitute. We found out there's a $75 word attached to that. It's called propitiation. Praise God. So whenever you see that in the scripture, it's talking about a propitiation. It's talking about a substitute because Jesus Christ came to be the substitute for all of mankind. First John chapter two, verse one says, my little children need things right down to you that you sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father. That's Jesus Christ, the righteous. And he is the propitiation of our sins, and not for ours only, but for the sins of the whole world. Jesus Christ came to be able to pay the sins for the whole world. Praise God. 
and he paid it in full. Praise God. Because we learned that when he went to the cross, we find out that he said it is finished, which meant the debt had been paid. No more needed to be paid. So after he took the beating, the scourging, the, 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 the scorning and, and, and the scourging that it is that he took, when he got nailed to the cross, praise God, and did what he was supposed to do, and that's forgive us on the cross like he had come to do. After he did all, did all that, he said, it is finished. We found out that they gave up the, the ghost and the veil of the temple was rent in two, which meant that now you have access to the Father and you can come back to the Father and be in, in his presence anytime you want to, which means that now you don't, you, now at this point, you're not away from the Father because you have to be. You're away from the Father because you choose to be. And see, because God has set it up for you to be able to be close to him. That was always his plan for you. Now he put the ball back in your court and say, what you going to do? Praise God. Whereas now it's your choice as to whether you're going to show up. It's your choice whether you're going to spend time with God. It's your choice whether or not you're going to know God. And it's also your choice whether you're going to benefit from knowing God. Because the Bible says to know God is to have eternal life. Because he that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son hath not life. And this is life eternal, that we know him, the one true God, the only wise God, the creator of the heaven and earth. And we know him. I got anybody in the house that know him. Praise God. Well, 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 Jesus Christ went to the cross for me and you. He laid down his life and went to the cross to pay the price for me and you. But Satan thought that he had ultimately defeated God, the father and the father by crucifying Jesus. But he couldn't have been more wrong. Let's take another uh, 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 place where he said he was going to lay his life down. Turn to John chapter 2, please. St. John chapter 2. There's another place. So I just want to show it to you out of more than one place. Because if I can't show it to you out of more, more than one place, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, that point's not established. But if I can show it to you, then it's God talking to you. Amen. And you know that it's true. Amen. John chapter 2, verse 19. Jesus answering and said unto them, destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up again. Destroy this temple, and in three days I'll raise it back up again. Of course, the temple that we was talking about was the body of Christ. And the body of Christ was destroyed. We found out in the book of Isaiah chapter 53 when we was here on Friday that his visage was so marred that he didn't even resemble a man. We found out in Psalms number 22 that what his, what his visage was was like a worm because he was like a crushed worm when he was on the cross. That cute little crucifix that you have at home, that doesn't show what Jesus looked like, praise God, because that one still looks like a man. If you really want one to look a little bit more like it happened on that particular day, take you a piece of hamburger where the blood is still running and then shape it into a body and stick it up there on that given day. And that looks a little bit more what Jesus actually looked like. On this past Thursday, praise God, we got a chance to watch the movie. Uh, 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 what's the name? The Passion of the Christ. Praise God. The Passion of the Christ. Blessed be the name of the Lord, which is the closest natural rendition in this present age of what happened on that given day. But that still doesn't even cover what it is that actually happened to him. Because he took on the sins of all of mankind and did not look like a man after that kind, after that time. To the point that the Bible says in the book of Isaiah chapter 53 that people turned their face from him because they couldn't even look at him no more because it was so jacked up about what he was. But then, but remember, that was representing us because we was a people that could not be looked at because we were no longer in the form of the man that God created. We were no longer walking around as the man that God created. We were walking around as a worm that's to, that was designed to be crushed rather than as an actual person. But thank God for the word of God. Because the word of God was designed, us, designed to come back on the inside of us and cause us to be the men and the women that God originated us to be. People that's going to have a chance to be able to walk in the fullness of God's glory. Well, that's all the way up time for today. 
I hope that you were blessed by what the Word of God had to say. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. But of course, it's always best when you can get it live. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation and you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. Just call such a church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. We also invite all of you to celebrate with us at our Resurrection Day weekend celebration that we do here at Word of Faith SA. It starts on Thursday evening at 645 with the showing of the Passion of the Christ. I believe that it's just good for each and every one of us to get a visual reminder of the price that Jesus Christ paid for you and me when he went to the cross at Calvary as a substitute for you and me. Speaking of price, there's no charge for the movie. Just come on through. A reception follows the movie with both refreshments and refreshing fellowship with the saints, talking about what they saw and how it impacted them. The celebration continues on Friday evening at our Good Friday service at 7 p.m. That's the day that Jesus Christ actually went to the cross for me and you, to pay sins dead in full for me and you. So we at Word of Faith celebrate in praise and worship and get a good word on that night too. We'd be both honored and excited to see you and your family there celebrating Jesus with us too. And the Resurrection Day celebration weekend culminates with our Resurrection Day service on Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. That's the day that Jesus Christ got up. So we get up and come to church to celebrate the victory that we receive through him. We'd love to see all of you and your families there. And remember, if you don't have transportation, we have a VIP transportation service that's available for this too. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. We'll be glad to see you when you do. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.